Welcome to New Life Bible Church, and thank you for joining us. Every week, listen to practical teaching of God's Word you can apply to your life as you live out your faith every day. Our vision at New Life is that you may know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. Here's this week's message from New Life Bible Church. It's, it's true. It's true. I, I, I don't know where they find them. I don't know if they advertise in a special homeschool magazine, the homeschool kids are us or something like that. But if you ever compared the service that you get at Chick-fil-A to just about any other place, uh, I, I, I think the Burger King Whopper is the best hamburger. But I will not go there because the service is like, you know, you go from homeschool kids to no school kids right there. It's, it's, you know... Burger King, where have it your way. I hope your way is lousy. <laughs> I'll take the new apathetic burger. That's what I've been eating for the past two months here. Last night, I was uh, feeling very old. I was at uh, the Rosen Center in Orlando, Florida, for an organization called SunQuest. And they had me there three times in the past in 1993, 94, and 95. And they thought for hoots it would be real fun to bring me back 30 years later to speak to youth. Do the math on that, people. I, I, don't, I don't understand youth, okay? I, I, I learned two youth terms. I, I learned sick and dubs, dubs, I, I, I don't know what it means, but it's like they'll say something and they'll go, dubs. I, I have no idea. It could be good. It could be bad, okay? Now, see, I grew up in a time, and sick I know is good, but I grew up in a time where if you were sick, it was bad. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, how are you? I've been sick. Oh, I'm sorry. But apparently now, how are you? I'm sick. Oh, cool. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> I, I go up there and of course, the, they give this big introduction. You know, they, they don't mention the year 2017 double ward when it gets, they don't do that because half of the kids in the room at that year were fetuses. Okay. <laughs> and, and so I go out there and they're, they're looking at me as if, hold it, wait a minute, this guy must have walked onto the wrong stage because they realize, oh wow, he is, he is like vintage. He's here to represent what SunQuest was 30 years ago. Now at the same time, let me tell you what happened. They have a screen down here and the screen gives messages to the speakers who have come out. One is it keeps the time, okay? It's a countdown clock. Amen. Wouldn't you like one? Okay, all right. I, I was asking. I was asking. So the bottom of the clock gives you a countdown. You, you, know, you, you know how much longer you got to stand in front of these kids, okay? And, and so, and, and I love kids. I, you, you know, I, I have four, four wonderful, Chapman, Coleman, the other two. And, and so... Um, but they have little notes that they're giving to people. And what they were doing is they were typing in the note for the guy to follow me, who was the MC, 
who was giving, going to give instructions, but they didn't realize it was appearing on my screen, okay? And it said, this is what it said. There are new bathroom operating procedures. Please explain to audience how to use the restroom. <laughs> and I'm talking and I'm seeing this out of the corner of my eye. And I thought, they must want me to explain it. <laughs> so I did, okay? I also, I also threw in a couple of extra things. I said, now folks, I know some of you are from all over the country. Some of you are from states that are a little less uh, conservative. And according to our very own governor, I want you to know along with these procedures on how to use the bathroom in 2023 are the instructions that everyone is to use the bathroom with their gender assigned at birth. And the crowd went silent. They went from laughing to, oh, wow, I can't talk about that. You know what I mean? Politically correct. These are young folks. Politically correct, okay? And, and I realized, and I said, oops, I'm sorry. I said, I'm sorry. I Tell I offended people, and I said, really? I said, in, in cooperation with you, I, I want you to know uh, that, uh, say what you will about genders and things like that, uh, I just saved $400 a year on my insurance by identifying as a 27-year-old Asian female, okay? <laughs> and, and, and nobody laughed. It's good to be with my people today. God bless you. I always feel like coming home here just a little bit. And uh, you folks have been so kind. Amen. Amen. To, to you, to you, to you. You guys have been such a wonderful, big part of the mission for so many years now. And uh, I, I am grateful, grateful to you for that. And before we get out of here, you're going to see a little update and see what you uh, helped make happen uh, this summer and the things to come. But this morning, could we for a moment, could we turn in our Bibles? You know, I, I like uh, that your church is New Life Bible Church. Yes. You put that right out there. We know, we know where we're going to be working from today. We, we know where our foundation, our authority comes from. We know where we can go back to, to check, to fact check how things are going. And today I'm going to do my best to divide this word properly. And I always say your pastor has full right to come up next week and correct what I said. Because I'm still learning too, aren't you? Amen. You know, I, I, I want to go to the Word and, and be new each and every day. Um, pray with me this morning. Heavenly Father, I will do my best with the giftedness that you gave me to distract these folks from the garbage of the week, the stuff that has been weighing heavy on our hearts, the diagnoses that uh, uh, distract us from living. And Father, I ask that your Holy Spirit would speak deeper than I could ever begin to think. And Father, if your Holy Spirit works in our hearts today, individually, 
then today has been a success. And this truly has been the Lord's day. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. While you're turning there, let me give you a little information about a fellow that's going to be mentioned in our story today in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. We're going to hear about a guy by the name of Apollos. He was a devout Jew born in Alexandria. He's mentioned also in the book of Titus because we don't hear a lot about him. But theologians feel that Apollos was probably the most likely writer of the book of Hebrews. Hmm, just so you can have... Now, now we don't know that, but that's what, uh, that's what they feel. And you know how they are. They have, they have letters after their name. Um, I, I had PhD for a while uh, because I worked for Pizza Hut. <laughs> and I drove... If you're hooked on phonics, you understand that. <laughs> oh, I grew up all my life hearing that we need to be witnesses. We hear the words of Jesus saying, go into all the world, preach the gospel, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. We, we read the words, go and make disciples of all men. And I grew up, the church I grew up in believed in personal soul winning. In fact, when I was 14 years old, every Saturday, I would go out onto the street of a different town in our community, and I would carry these little things called tracks. Have you heard of a track right there? Little pieces of paper with Words on it so small that I can't read today without my glasses and, and a second pair that I hold out kind of like that between them. And I would share the gospel with people. I, would, uh, I was trained to ask certain questions. And as they gave certain responses, I was trained to show them how their response was wrong and mine was right. I was trained that way. Uh, here's, here's, yeah, you, you know what I'm saying. Some, some of you have been there. And, and now on the other hand, there are other people that were in my family that did not do that. Uh, they didn't go out on the streets. They weren't trained in uh, the Romans road or the four spiritual laws or the five spiritual laws or modern day one spiritual thought. Uh, sorry, just going back to last night, just again as a flashback. Restrooms are on the right and on the left. And, and if you don't know how to use the restroom, Google it, okay? I'm sure there's a YouTube video. Hey! You took it there, not me. Now, we have all met those people who, when you meet them, you go, wow, they're a soul winner. They're those people, usually they are the type of people who are born salesmen. I'm just going to be honest with you. They're born salesmen. These folks could, the old saying is they could sell ice to an Eskimo. And, and again, sorry, 2023, they could sell ice to an indigenous Alaskan. <laughs> 
It's, it is Inuit, 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 out, Inuit, whatever. Some have any, some have outies. It's, it's, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to go up to Alaska and go, I'm not going to do that. What, what do you have? I'm not going to do that. This is how I won $50 at Chick-fil-A right there at the counter. Yeah. Uh, But they're, they're gifted by personality. Now, the problem is, sometimes we look at those people and we say, wow, what a soul winner. Everybody ought to be like that. But the problem is, God didn't make everybody like that. There are people, literal people, who literally suffer from anxiety disorders that struggle with even talking to people. You know those people. And so we have, I'm, I'm looking today, two complete sides of the spectrum. And so when we talk about being a soul winner, when we talk about evangelization, when we take, talk about taking the gospel, how do we justify or rectify, how do we put it together with both of those sides without making one side look bad and one side look good? I'm going to help us today understand this. And Paul does in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, chapter 3. What's happening is here in verse 4, Paul says, uh, some of you are trying to explain your heritage in the faith and attributing it to me or to Apollos, or somebody else. It, it was often they would, they, they would say, uh, who were you baptized by at that time? Who were you connected with? Who were you joined to? Who did you go into the waters and pop up and say, I identify with Christ and Christ has seen through these eyes. And Paul addresses it here. In verse 6, he said, I planted, Apollos watered, but God was causing the growth. Listen to that one more time. Paul planted, Apollos watered, but God was causing the growth. Now before we go on, let's ask the question, which is more important, the planting or the watering? I mean, think about that. Think about that. You can put a seed in the ground, but if you don't get it water, what? You really don't have a seed. A seed needs the water to grow. You can put the water in the ground, but if you don't have the seed in the ground, what's going to happen? Nothing. They are both needed, and I would say, and I think I can say this biblically, that they are both just as important. Paul goes on to clear it up for us in verse 7. So then neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything but God who causes the growth. This morning on the way over here, I was singing that old song. It's all about you, Jesus. And all this is for you, for your glory and your praise. Does anybody... Old enough? No. Okay, great. 
boy, 30 years I'll be here again, coming back again, going, <laughs> reading a sign right there, right there. Numbers, hurry up, Mike. Verse 8, now he who plants and he who waters are one. Oh, equal. But each will receive his own reward according to his own labor. So whether you're here, here's what I'm getting from this, that whether your gift is planting or whether your gift is watering, do it with all your might. Just because you don't have that gift of gab, what do you think I have? (laughs) Would it surprise you to know that I'm an introvert? Would it surprise you to know that I'm kind of bipolar? Would it surprise you to know that when I get in the car today on the way home, I will probably not turn, it'll be about 90 minutes home for me, okay? I, I will not turn on the radio or a CD. I will just enjoy the solitude because what, what gives me, um, obviously it's God who gives us everything, but the energy that I have to do what I do today is empowered much by the solitude I have on the way in there, okay? So I understand both sides. I understand being scared to death to talk to people. Just because a person is also a person who's gifted in in salesmanship does not mean I'm gifted in every situation. I remember the first time, it must have been 25 years ago, when we were traveling on the road. We were ministers. We were traveling on the road, and our, our bus broke down in front of a gas station, and the gas station attendant was... Uh, of a different sexual orientation. And I remember we, we all went in and got some stuff to drink and eat, and we're waiting on the uh, tow truck to come for the bus. Generators running, feet propped up, watching the TV. You know, spiritual. Uh, <laughs> that's what Christian groups do. Uh, right there, right there. Um, and there were some jokes made. People do that especially back then. This was new. And God, hallelujah, sneaked into that bus and grabbed my heart and said, how dare you? I made that young man. Get in there and tell him about Jesus. (laughs) I said, no. But Mike, you're the speaker, you're the spokesman for the group, you're the guy that comes out between each song and, and uh, helps them put it all together and, and brings in the humor and the fun and certainly you should be able to... No. I don't know anything about his world, but you know what? There was a test. The test was what I was going to do. The test was, was part of this part right here uh, where each will receive uh, his own reward according to his own labor. Verse 9, for we are God's fellow workers. God's not working alone, people. Now, now that's both scary and cool. It's nice to know that God is working. He's always working. But the neat thing is he's invited us to join the crew. Then we get a shirt with a name badge and a hard hat. We are part of the team. Sometimes I don't like being part of the team. And that was one day I didn't want to be part of the team, Pastor. And I got up and went to the door, and it was locked. And I thought, oh, praise the Lord. 
it, 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 that's tragic to praise the Lord that I missed an opportunity to witness. I, and I thought, okay, great. This was just, God was just testing me to see if I would do it. He didn't really want me to do it. And all of a sudden I hear from the back, I'll be there in a minute. Maybe I didn't hear that. And he opened the door. And I walked in and lingered for about five minutes just wandering around going, God, give me the words. And here, here's what I know. Most of the time he never gives them to me until I do this. There are times, there are times, I knew today the scripture that we would be on, but that's about it. That's about it. I didn't know, I didn't plan on sharing this story. That's how God is, but we've got to be willing to go. It's that way with our praise. We can come in here feeling down, and we've, we've got to choose to open our mouth. Let me take it a little further. Praise the Lord I was able to share with that young man that night. Did he come to Christ? No. I, I, think, I think that night was not just about him. It was also about me. Yes, yes, yes. You, you follow me? Yes. But now on the other side, I think it was Augustine that said, and uh, if you're anti-Catholic, just forget that I said that name. Augustine that said, preach all the time, but sometimes use words. You know, it's our life that preaches. When, when people see us, when people see us going through hardships, are, are, are we broken or are we hopeful? Do we understand that we have an anchor that keeps the soul steadfast and sure while the billows roll, as the old song says, fastened to a rock which cannot move, grounded firm and deep in the Savior's love? Or are we just as freaked out as the rest of them? Our life tells a story. All of us are part of planting and watering. It's in interesting. There's a fellow by the name of Billy Graham. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Billy Graham just wasn't born a Christian. Billy Graham came to faith through a fellow by the name of Mordecai Ham. Obviously not a Jewish name. Good, you've taught him that part, Pastor. <laughs> amen, amen. If God made it, I'll eat it. Yeah. Oh, especially you put barbecue sauce on anything, it tastes good. Mordecai Ham was the one said to have brought Billy Graham to Jesus Christ. But here's what I'm going to let you in on a secret. It wasn't just Mordecai Ham. It was Billy's mother. It was Billy's Sunday school teacher. 
It was what he heard around him, what he saw around him, those he saw around him who were people of faith. And Mordecai was the man who was there to say, Billy, are you ready to get in the bus with the rest of us? And Billy said yes, and he went on to be what some people say is the greatest evangelist that this world, our current generation, has ever known. But here's an interesting point. If you ask Billy Graham today, well, a few years ago, or today, if you ask him, he would tell you that the Billy Graham Association believed, now get this, that, now this is not to knock Billy Graham, believed that probably only 2% of the people who came forward at the Crusades actually gave their life to Jesus. Now, now immediately we kind of we kind of do a double take there. We go, oh, well, let me under, let me explain to you. That was still thousands and thousands of people. Okay, but but so so Dr. Graham, what was the ninety eight percent? Watering. Was it without fruit? No. The Bible says when you present the truth that it goes out and it accomplishes that for which it was sent. God has always been more patient than me. I want it now. God's willing to sit back and let the seed germinate. You know, those of us <laughs> Sorry. I'm thinking about the book of Revelation, Pastor. These are those who have come out of great tribulation, who have washed their robes in the blood of the Lamb. There, there's something about the process that is important. I, I know that when we give something to people, it's often not appreciated or not treated well or not treated with stewardship. Why? Because it came too quickly. You know, I, I, am, I am thrilled when, when my children, I have four, I think I mentioned that to you, Chapman Coleman, the other two. <laughs> and I love thoroughly three of them. I tell them that. I keep them guessing. They don't know which one. <laughs> Say, work for the night is coming when no man can work. <laughs> Folks, we have to realize that this is all part of joining God. And I want my kids to come to faith as soon as I can. We, we celebrate when, when, when our, our children make those decisions at four years old to follow Jesus Christ with all of their heart, and we rejoice in that. I'm, I'm, boy, I'm, I'm just feeling kind of controversial today. What time are we supposed to get out of here, by the way? I, I forgot. No, normally. I'll, I'm not going to ask you. What, what, time do we norm- <laughs> what, time we, what time do we normally get out? Ten minutes ago. Thank you. And I've seen this, I've seen this with parents. Child makes a decision at age four, and then at the age eight comes forward and says, I really want to make and we go, no, 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 no. You made a decision when you were four. Yeah. 
you know, we, we would sit here, here, here here's what I was afraid to, but I'm going to just say it. One of my stances against allowing children to be trans is that at that age, they don't have the wherewithal to make a decision on their future. I believe, you know what, I, 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 have, I have gay people that I know, and they are against it too. Okay? They are against it too. It's too young. But what do we do with the most important decision of life? Don't worry if your child comes at 4 and 5 and 10 and 15. The main thing is, is that he comes. Remember, Jesus, Jesus said, come and follow me. We want to change it into the quick decision. Pray this prayer, read these lines, sign this here, dunk, dunk, down, make sure you get all the way under his hand, was out, put it down. Okay, right there. <laughs> you know there are folks like that, right there. Right there. Oh. Come and follow me. Come and follow me. Follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Okay, so we see the scripture today, and we can, first of all, we can all take a breath. We can all go, man, because uh, maybe you're not one of those salespeople. Maybe you're not one of those folks who just can, if you were to die tonight, where would you go? And you got that voice right there. (laughs) Maybe that's not you. Maybe it is. If it is, praise God. Don't, don't, I'm not negative about that either. But we are all part of this. You know, I, I don't know. We could call the office and I could tell you how much that you've given to the mission over the years that we've been associated with. The mission would know. I, I, sorry, I should know that. I didn't know I was going to bring it up. But here's what I can tell you. That's part of planting and watering. That is part of of going out and fulfilling that thing we call the Great Commission. When you give to missions, you're being part of the Great Commission. We all can't go everywhere and do everything. We all have to do what we can do. What can you do? We do it. We bring joy. Um, I I want you to come on a trip, and one of these days we're going to get you down there. And and let me me say this, okay? Um, You don't have to wait for a church trip if you'd like to come and visit, okay? Just just get on the website, find one of the weeks we're there. Uh, ask the office, say, is it one of the weeks Mike's there? Because you know you want to go that week. Okay, maybe not, maybe not, but okay. All right, and, and, and you, can, you can do that by yourself. You, you don't have to have pastor with you. You don't go, I'm going to the grocery store. Are a bunch of people from the church coming too? Enough said. There's stuff out there if you want to find out about a mission trip, I'd like to invite you. But not all of us is called. There are people who have never left their own state that have rescued lives all around the world. Brother, you're talking about money again. No, sometimes it's a lot more than money. Sometimes it's people who find material for us to go for the sewing program. Sometimes it's people who provide peanut butter that comes down there to feed the people who are at the garbage dump. Sometimes it's people who write curriculum and write material that's used all over 
the world. Sometimes it's people who pass legislation that makes it easier for us to bring the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. That's what it is. Folks, here's what I want you to know. Don't give up on doing the work of God. When you're down there, we're going to teach you how to walk up to uh, young ladies on the street and share Jesus with them. You mean working girls, Mike? Yeah. You're going to see a picture of them in a few minutes here. We're going to teach you how, how do you do that? Let me tell you. I was going to pick out somebody to represent them and stand here, but I said, no, that would not be a good thing. <laughs> Brother, how about, no, no, okay. <laughs> We're in groups of four or five, and there's hundreds of girls that are going to walk past us. And I usually step out first, and I say, hello, my name is Mike. Hola, mi nombre es Miguel. Mucho gusto. Let me switch to the language that's common for everybody here. Half of you were getting me there, half of you weren't. My wife and I know how dangerous it is for you on the street, and we pray for you every night. We are here tonight with some friends. How could we pray for you? And as they contemplate that, immediately the girls that are with me, I step back, the girls that are with me surround this girl, and then they take the next step. Hello, my name is Janet, or Karen, or Jennifer. What is your name? My name is Jamilka. How old are you, Jamilka? She'll always say 21, because that's what they were trained to do. And um, do you have any children? Yes, I have one. Uh, Jamilka, if you could ask God for anything, what would you ask him for? We want to pray with you for that. See, we're demonstrating that we care. When we've come up, I've handed her a bottle of water already or a Coca-Cola, something refreshing. And they say, one of, they'll, they'll say, pray for my family. Pray for my children. Pray for my health because they know they don't have a lot of time out there before they end up with AIDS. Pray that I'll find a man who will take me away from here. We've had people that have said, pray for my salvation and fall down on their knees and start crying out to God right there. Had one girl, I think it was last year, the year before last, there were two girls, they were working together, and one girl stopped, and the other girl walked away, and we said, bring her over here, and they said, oh, she won't come over because she is deaf. <laughs> Lord, come on. One of our girls steps forward and says, I speak sign language. Yeah. Hallelujah. God provides. And both those girls came to Christ that night. Wow. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I had, I had two girls. I had a girl from Bolivia this year and a girl from Honduras that came with a team from Alabama. Now I know that doesn't go together, okay? <laughs> don't, don't try to figure it out. I don't know. 
but I had, I, I needed extra translators and they spoke Spanish. So I said, will you come out with us? And they went out one night and they worked with the folks. And sometimes the first night out, people are a little bit fast, a little bit rapid. And, and both of them came back and I didn't find this out until the last night, but both of them came back having never gone out onto the streets because in their culture, in their country, in their religion of the past, these were the evil ones and these are pooters out there and we stay away from them. We keep them out of the church. They don't need to be in the church. And they both came back and said, God, we don't know about this. We don't know if we're even comfortable doing this. And one said, God, if this is real, then I want to go out on Friday with my team and I don't want to have a five, 10 minute conversation. I want to have a long conversation with one of these girls. The other one from the different country says the same thing. God, I don't know if this is real. I don't know if we're even supposed to do this, but I, 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 want, I, I want to put a fleece out, God. I want to meet a girl and talk to him and pray with him on the street, a girl named Elizabeth. Elizabeth, such a popular Dominican name. <sighs> Maybe you could win a 2017 Dove Award while you're out there too. In the words of Cher, if I could turn back time. Most of you remember that great theologian Cher. Uh, Why do you use so many secular references? Because you get them. <laughs> no, you don't amen that one. <laughs> you just go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> oh, dubs back at you. I... Friday night, we went out on the street. The first girl that one young lady met, <laughs> the young lady stayed with them and talked with their team for an hour and a half, came back to our encampment afterwards, spent another two hours with our girls. Came, she was working. She was hired by the hotels. Her, her shift was she would work 7 in the morning till 12 uh, noon, and she would wait down in the lobby for anybody in the hotel that wanted to use her. Then she would be off until 7 at night till 1 in the morning, and she would wait down in the lobby. And so in between that time, she came back to the hotel that our team was staying at and, and shared her whole story. They got to spend time with her. Wow, it's real. Now, the girl who wanted Elizabeth, <laughs> Elizabeth comes up on the street and asks to be prayed for. You ask God, he'll show you. Now, we're off the topic. What are you going to do? You're going to plant? You're going to water? You're going to do both. You're going to live a life. The scripture says, let your light so shine before men, women, that they see your what? Good works. Everybody say good works. And glorify your Father in heaven. I don't know that, our, that we've done that a lot. I've seen a lot of angry signs out there. I've seen a lot of bitterness. Pastor, you said it well. 
Who, who was it? Was it Schombach that said that originally about the wounded? You were telling me about a pastor that gave a sermon that says, why is it that it's only the Christians who, T.L. Osborne, who kill, shoot their wounded, treat them like a horse. Folks, I am called to do one thing, love. But but what, do you know what? I'm called to love. But Mike, did you know, I'm called to love. Doesn't mean I have to agree with it. I'm called to love. God didn't agree with us while we were yet sinners. He loved us anyway, yeah, amen, and sent Jesus. And so if we're partners with him, our job is to plant with love, to water with love. And then when the victory comes, we understand that it came because of us and this person and that person and that person. So long of a list of line that it's better to just say, it's because we were all part of Team God. Yeah. You dig today? Pray with me this morning. Father, I pray that we would go out of here today committed to loving I pray that we would go out of here committed to uh, praying with, not just for, but with a waitress this week at our dinner table. Praying with a uh, person at the convenience store. That we would be people who would ask our neighbors how they're really doing and not just how you're doing. I pray that we would be people of grace because we have experienced great grace. Grace that is greater than all of our sins. Father, because we want to stand before you having done all that we could. Having put in good service, reputable service. To you, Father, that we might hear, well done. Now, folks, I want you to take just a minute. As an invitation this morning, would you take just a minute right where you are? And would you contemplate how and where or who God might allow you to generate love to? this coming week. Ask him to inspire you right now. Who is that person? Who is the name? Name, occupation, place. Father, this week, who do you have for me to love? Who can I care about? Who can I, as a representative, as an ambassador for you, who can I speak with? Who can I live in front of? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Pastor, during that time, as I was praying, this is how specific God can be. Sometimes he's very general. But God said, it's the word Dan. 
I don't know a damn. But what's going to be scary is this week, somebody's going to come up to me with the name Dan. And I'm going to remember today, I'm going to remember standing up before you in front of witnesses, telling you that my job is to be the salt and light to Dan. And God will bring it just like he will for those two girls in the Dominican. And he'll do it for you. Whoever God spoke to you, he'll, he'll, he'll do it. You receive that in Jesus' name. We had a wonderful summer. Thank you for being a part of that. Hey, we've got some slides. Let's do that. Let's do that. Let me just narrate these slides. Right there, that's in the village of Valador. Right there, uh, we have uh, two Bible schools that go on back to back. Uh, praise the Lord. Are you ready for this? We had over a thousand kids in Bible schools in our programs uh, this summer. A thousand kids. We've got, yes, there's a... Thanks for listening to the New Life Bible Church podcast. If you're ever in the Central Florida area, consider this a standing invitation for you to join us. We would love to meet you. Services are Sundays at 1030 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. If this message blessed you, imagine what it would be like in person. Keep up with everything going on at New Life on our website, orangecitychurch.com. New Life Bible Church, you will never be the same.